Welcome back to West Plays Podcast. I'm your host, Shannon, and today we're continuing to talk with Eleni about what accessibility and inclusivity mean for playgrounds. Last time, we talked about Eleni's experience working with people, and especially with children, on the autism spectrum, and what it means to have an inclusive and accessible space for these kids. Today, we're picking up where we left off with that conversation. Let's jump right back in. So Eleni, what has your experience with playgrounds been like through these kids' eyes? Um, when when I did home-based therapy, um, most of it took place in home, but with the permission of the supervising behavioral analyst that we were doing this with, sometimes we could kind of go outside of, of the home environment. Um, and so there were times where we would, we would go to a playground and just to see what does a child do? A child within, let's say, the age, age ranges of two and six, because that's the age group that I would sure. work with. Um, what would what would a three-year-old, what would a four-year-old do if you just kind of place them in front of the playground? Supervise them, of course, but kind of just sit back and witness what they do with the mulch on the ground, for example. Um, yeah. You know, with the swings. They, a lot of the programs that we had were also functional toy play programs. You give them a Barbie and they have no idea what they're supposed to do. They have no concept of pretend mm. play. And so when you kind of just put them in front of a playground, they don't, it's not like a child who's not on the spectrum who just kind of just puts two and two together. Oh, a swing is for me to sit on. Now I'm going to move my legs so that I, it doesn't happen mm. like that for children with autism. It just doesn't. And so how do you kind of teach them those skills? And so kind of to answer your question, um, and so I'm not going on a tangent here, my experience with playgrounds and, and children on, on the spectrum, that population has been rather challenging, right? And I think uh, the reason for that being is that playgrounds don't really, they don't offer that kind of multifaceted service. You know, it, it just says, hey, like this is a playground, you're here, but it doesn't teach a child, like this is how you engage with these items, right? So if there's not someone there to teach you this is what this does, then it's very difficult to kind of mm -hmm. give them to kind of self-initiate. Um, yeah. And so that also allows them to engage in a lot of challenging behavior because their tolerance is so low. And so my success as a, a, a mental health professional working with kids on the spectrum, our success rate has been very low um, uh. just because the playgrounds just don't offer the resources that that the children need at the playground. Okay. Um, and so a lot of times that, that results in self-injurious behaviors because they just have no other way in letting out their, their frustration mm. because they don't know how to use these, um, yeah. these resources and the tools that are there. Um, okay. And so, yeah, it's, it's not really used as a liaison. Current playgrounds are not really used as a liaison to socialize, but rather as an impediment. Oh, interesting. Okay. Let's see, what are some features or elements that would be ideal that would help them overcome some of these challenges? I think that's a great question. And I want to thank you for asking that question, because I think um, if, if everyone had your interest in, well, in kind of finding out these things, we would be, and I, there is progress, but I feel like the progress would be so much faster. If, oh, if, that's what if, we're if here for. Will. That's what we're trying to do. <laughs> of course. So I think, um, and this is a point that I have not mentioned yet, but I think it's important to start with safety. And sure. so if we think about children on the spectrum, a very common area that we experience is elopement. Children on the spectrum love to wander. 
Um, not not all of them. I may be I may be wrong. There might be parents or someone who is experienced with the population that might say that that's not the case for everyone, and, and I agree. But um, with the population and the cases that I've worked with, elopement has been a biggie. And so I think if we prioritize safety, uh, one of the things for a playground, if you wanted to really incorporate the autism spectrum population, would be fencing it. Um, I think yes, their attempt to wander. You know, there's a lot of distractions. So just because the playground is the most fun thing in the area at that moment does not mean that they're not going to be distracted by a tree that's across the street. It just it doesn't work that way. And so if we want to think about safety first, which I think most people would agree is very important, of course, yeah. um, especially for children, um, I think one of the features would be fencing the playground. Kind of entrapping them there. I know it sounds bad, but really kind of just um, allowing them to focus on that area and kind of giving parents or caregivers that peace of mind of, hey, my child or my client is safe here. If I need to bend down and tie my shoe for 30 seconds, I'm going to stand up and I'm going to know that the child is within limits. And so I think fencing the playground would be a huge feature that would be. Um, beneficial. Yeah, no, that's um, a huge consideration I didn't even think about. Yeah, I think that would be a biggie. Um, if you would allow me to kind of um, sure. talk about other ideas, yeah, um, I think another one would be including a stimuli that's very sensory rich. Yeah, for sure. I definitely do want to give you all the time you want to talk about that. So I think we'll pick up there in our next segment. Perfect. Thank you again, Eleni. See you next segment. Of course, I also want to say thank you to everyone who's listening, and I hope you'll join us again next time as I continue talking with Eleni about some possible ideal characteristics of autism-inclusive playgrounds. If you have questions or comments about the podcast, I'd love to hear them. You can email me at shannon at westplay.ca, or if you're interested in making your playgrounds more accessible and inclusive, or if you're just curious about what kinds of inclusive accessibility features we can offer, please reach out to operations at westplay.ca or call us at 604-424-4168. Background music is from silvermansound.com. What a wonderful day by Shane Ivers.